Thanks for listening. The following audio is a teaching from Calvary Tucson's Young Adult Ministry, Ignition. For more teachings, information, or if you'd like to support our ministry, please visit us online at ignitiontucson.com. We pray you're blessed by the message. Receiving the best in your life will never be found in striving for it, but in letting others go first and trusting God to provide what you need. That's what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. Lot, on the other hand, he shops for the land with his eyes. Well, I I can have whatever I want. Let me see. And he lifted up his eyes and he looked toward the Jordan. He said, that's a beautiful piece of land right there. That's what I want. And he went towards it, towards the cities of wickedness. We'll find out. And if I could take some spiritual liberty here and stretch this spiritual application a little bit, I want to talk to you about how you shop for a spouse. Just kind of pertinent in this, I think, in this season of life for you all. And I want to tell you that you should not be shopping for a spouse primarily with your eyes. Like I was there. I, was, I remember being 19, 20, 21, thinking, oh, she's pretty. Oh, her, you know, she could be nice. You know, Lord, don't make me marry someone I'd, I'm not attracted to, right? Something, it was kind of scary for me. But you can trust God. And I want to tell you, your eyes are not sufficient to confirm to you who Mr. or Mrs. Wright is. In fact, eyes, your eyes will often fail you big time. So many people have been led into unhealthy relationships because they were shopping with their eyes. They were walking by sight, not by faith. And all they were concerned with was the outer beauty. And they forgot about the faith aspect, the heart. There's a humorous proverb, um, Proverbs 11.22. And it says that a beautiful woman, you could say man to a handsome man, it's applicable, but a beautiful woman who lacks discretion is like a gorgeous golden ring in the snout of a pig. (laughs) Just quite a picture. But what it's saying is that when you shop with your eyes, when you walk by sight, when you're trying to find a spouse, you'll become obsessed with the physical. So much so that you'll do anything for that, that gorgeous little ring. Oh, it's such a beautiful little ring. And then before you know it, you're stuck with a pig. You're stuck with someone who's self-centered, who doesn't know God, who doesn't love you because they only love themselves. They know they're attractive and they want everyone else to know that. And it makes you miserable in that relationship as well. You cannot primarily shop with your eyes, people. Now, you can, you can find someone of faith, someone of character, and someone attractive. Obviously, Sarah, she was a very beautiful woman, the Bible says. And she was a woman of faith. Uh, D- David was a man of faith and he was a handsome man. You know, it's like God's not calling you just to marry someone you're not attracted to because that's all faith. There's no eyes. But what I'm saying is it's dangerous. It's dangerous to shop for a spouse like Lot shop for land. So how do you attain a godly spouse? What does it mean to walk by faith and allow God to bring a spouse? Well, you shop for a spouse by faith the same way that Abram was supposed to reach the promised land. How was he supposed to reach the promised land? Now, he had some shortcomings. He stumbled, right? He, he had a little stint in Haran and a little stint down in Egypt, and those were fails. Those were walking by sight. But he was supposed to walk by faith and find the promised land this way, 
God said, Abram, I got a promised land for you. Oh, it's beautiful. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. Okay, how do I get there, Lord? Just go. Follow me, and I'll tell you when you get there. Go to a land that I will show you. Just go, Abram. So Abram was to go and start walking with the Lord. He wasn't supposed to go look for a promised land. He was supposed to follow the Lord and move and keep moving until God said, here it is. And that is how you shop for a spouse. That is the way, according to faith, that you should shop for a spouse, by not shopping for a spouse, by not striving for a spouse. You passionately follow God and His call on your life, and you allow God to bring a spouse into the picture. You allow God, as you're on your journey with Him, to say, this is it. This is the promised land. He's the one. She's the one. Nowhere in the faith in your search for a spouse are you called to play the field. Abraham was looking for the promised land, but he didn't play the field. Well, I guess he kind of did, going to Haran. Right, that cheater. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he, it was according to lack of faith that he did that. You don't, you don't play the field. You don't go from field to field. Oh, this could be the promised land for a few years, and oh, maybe I'll check this field out. No, that's not what God has for you. You pursue God until God brings along somebody who could be your spouse, and he confirms that. In fact, I love this quote. It says that your heart should be so wrapped up in God that your future spouse has to go to God in order to find it. Isn't that good? That's where your, your focus should be. It should be on the Lord and allowing Him to bring somebody in your life. Verse 12. Abram settled in the land of Canaan. So there he was in the promised land, settling in. While Lot settled among the cities of the valley. Notice this. And he moved his tent as far as Sodom. So he didn't just go to the valley of Jordan. He started moving closer and closer to Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. I can't help but read that verse with like a Boston accent. They were like wicked, great sinners. That's kind of how it reads. Wicked, like crazy, wicked, great sinners. But they were wicked, great sinners in, in this land. Now, Abram, walking by faith, finds himself there. He's in the promised land. And he starts to settle in to this call. He starts to be like, okay, this is where God wants me, and it feels good. It feels good to be where God wants you to be. It really does. If you have, if you have uneasiness about where you're at, maybe you're not where he's calling you to be, because it, it's not easy, but you feel like there's a peace about where, where it is. And Abram feels that peace. He's settling in. Lot, however, walking by sight seems to have drifted from his call. Remember, Lot was a herdsman, I thought. I thought like he was this really successful herdsman. But as we'll find out, he ends up in a city, in the middle of a congested and wicked great city full of sinners. So along the way, he ends up losing his livestock, losing the land that he thought was so beautiful to begin with, and he got closer and closer to the city of wickedness till he was in it. Psalm 1 tells us of this progression, this drift away from our calling, a drift from God. He says that, it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or the counsel of the wicked, who does not stand in the, in the way of sinners, and who does not sit in the seat of the scornful or scoffers. You see this progression away from God. 
you, you first you start to walk. Walking by sight began to walk in the way of the wicked. And what that meant was he was walking in the direction of the wicked, even. Well, that's where the wicked... The wicked all goes for the beautiful land, too. I'm going to go in that direction. But he didn't stop there. He started to stand. He moved his tents by the highways and byways of these wicked cities, interacting with all these people. Before he knew it, he was so influenced that he was living in the midst. He sat in the seat of the scornful, living in Sodom and Gomorrah. And this is so much like the way people stray away from God. I don't believe Lot, when he was standing there and Abram was like, lift up your eyes, pick wherever you want. Lot wasn't thinking, I want to go live in that wicked city over there because I want my heart to be vexed day and night. That's what the New Testament says about Lot. That he was a righteous man and his soul was vexed. Yeah, that's where I want to live. I want to live where I'm going to be surrounded by wickedness and people that... he didn't, say, he didn't say that. He didn't initially do that. What did he do? He looks for something closer. And that's how the enemy works in your life. Those big outlandish sins, when you're, when you're close to God, they're just way even too far away to be enticing. That's not even... Look how far away that wicked sin is. I, that's, that's too far for me to travel. It's not enticing. I don't understand how people could live like that. When you're close to God, that's what you think. Ah, but what the devil does is he dangles in front of you a, a nice green field that's in walking distance. Something that's actually, a temptation that's attainable. Something that's, well, that's not quite as bad. I mean, I could still dabble in that sin a little bit and still be pretty close to God and come back when I want. But the thing about that is when you go over to the green fields, shopping, living, walking by sight, all of a sudden you're that much farther from the call of God you're that much closer to the allurement of the sin of the wicked cities. And Lot gets sucked in. And so will you. You need to be careful. Do not play around with sin. These sins close by. Well, I'm just going to go over here to this Instagram account because, well, I mean, they're not really naked, but, you know, I can see, I can look at that. I'm just going to go over here and start this conversation with this person. I, I mean... I know it's probably going to go bad, but I'm just maybe I could be a witness. Do not be flirting with sin like that. Because before you know it, you'll be like Lot. You'll be pitching your tent farther and farther, and then you get sucked into the cities of wickedness. That's exactly how it works when you walk by sight. But when you walk by faith, it's a whole different thing. It begins to lead you back to the Lord. It's a dangerous thing to walk by sight. Verse 14. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring. And I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring can also be counted. Arise, walk through the length and breadth of the land. I love that. For I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and came and settled by the oaks of Mamre, which are at Hebron. And there he built an altar to the Lord. He's settling into his call, but he's not settling down. God says, arise. Yeah, you're here. You've made it to the promised land, but don't just build a house, a log cabin, and get super comfortable right there. Arise. Walk through the land. Walk through the length and the breadth. Get to know this promised land. He settled into the land, but he didn't settle down. And that's how faith is. It's, it's a call to settle into. Faith is a call to commit to, but it's not a call to settle down. 
And I don't know if you're one of these people who thinks walking by faith is boring. You're going to have a boring life if you choose to follow God. That's, not, that's the farthest thing from the truth. The walk of faith is an adventure. It's a call to explore, not settle. Sure, there may be down seasons, seasons of, of strengthening and increasing, but God calls us to move on and to go on and to go here and to go there and to explore. In fact, faith is a big country, guys. It's like the promised land. The walk of faith, it's, it's big like the promised land, and it's a call to go explore this promised land. God is calling us to explore it. It's the land where we grow more as sojourners than we do as settlers. Isn't that counterintuitive? Well, if you want to grow in a land, if you want God to increase your family, you should probably settle down. You should probably establish a town, build a city, let God populate. No. He said, walk length and breadth. It was a call to be a sojourner to follow God. And you grow in the country of faith more as a sojourner than as a settler. Don't get too comfortable in your walk with faith. Don't ever think that you have arrived and you can just settle in and settle down. No. If there's a lack of adventure in your life, ask yourself, are you walking by faith? Now, I do have to counter that by saying that sometimes we get a little too antsy. Sometimes we get a little too... Uh, there's a proverb that says, a fool's eyes are on the horizon or on the ends of the earth. He can't sit still. So you need to be careful not to be like going where your eyes lead you and be antsy in that way, but the walk of faith will be a call to adventure, a call to explore this land. And as I, as I close this out, I just want to point you back to verse 14 here, where the Lord says to Abram, lift up your eyes, look, look at all the land, it's yours, Abram, it's yours. What I love, guys, about this the most is that as Abram returns to the promised land, as he returns after making the mistake of going to Egypt and lying and having to be rebuked, and he comes back to this first love, what God does, there's no shaming here. God reminds him of the promise. God says, this land is still yours. Yeah, you came and you left because things got hard, but now you're back. And you want to settle in here. And this land is still yours. And God really just encouraged me with this. I want to tell you that if you've made mistakes in your life, if you've sinned, and you've violated your conscience in such a way where you feel like, I don't know that I can be close to God ever again. Well, that's not the truth. Because if you really want to come back to God, if you want to return to the promised land, return to a relationship with God, Jesus is still yours. In fact, Jesus is just as much yours today as He was before you ever fell. He's just as much available to you today as He was before you sinned and before you made that mistake. Now, I wish I could tell you there won't be consequences to your mistake because there often are consequences to these sins, but Jesus is still available to you. And if you want to come back to that promised land, if you're truly repentant, if you truly want to be right with God again, then I want to encourage you and tell you that this land, this promised land, still belongs to you. Heaven is still yours so I want to tell you right now, lift up your eyes. Spiritually, lift up your eyes. Quit, quit cowering in the presence of God like He doesn't love you or care for you. Lift up your countenance. Lift up your eyes and come with a repentant heart and know that Jesus is just as much yours today as He was ever before. Amen? And if you've never received Jesus as your Savior, maybe you're sitting here thinking, 
I think I've been walking by sight this whole time. Well, I want to tell you that the first step to walking by faith is receiving Jesus Christ. That's where you have to start. There is no life of faith apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you would like to receive Him tonight as your Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to do that as well. Let's all stand and let's pray. And Father, we are humbled once again, Lord, by Your mercy, by Your grace, Lord, by Your, your willingness to forgive. God, our relationship with You is not characterized by our ability to perform and be perfect. It's characterized by Your willingness to forgive us. Your willingness to forgive Abraham. That's what made the whole plan possible was that you were willing to pick him back up from his failures, dust him off, and set him back down the path of, of your will for his life. And that's your heart for us. And I pray for those, Lord God, who desire to come back to you, to recommit themselves, to come back to the first altar, their first love. Lord, I pray that they would do so with abandonment of their past. Lord, that they would, no turning back, that they would stop shopping with their eyes, stop looking and living and walking by sight and come back to a life of faith in You and the contentment that it brings and the joy that it brings and the purpose that it brings, Lord God. It feels good to be right with You. It feels good to be where You desire us to be. And so I pray that they would do that business with You right now. And for those who have not received You as Savior, Lord, maybe they're listening to this, maybe they're on Instagram, uh, listening to a podcast later, or in this very room right now, Lord God, that You would give them the wisdom, the courage, that they would have the boldness to go before You and receive You as Savior, knowing that You love them, that You're waiting for this invitation. And if that's You, You want to receive Jesus tonight as Your personal Savior. Or maybe You want to return to Him tonight, then I'm going to lead You in a prayer. This prayer does not save You. It's a roadmap to allow your heart to communicate what a repentant heart communicates to God. And so if that's You, pray this prayer in your heart along with me. Dear Father in heaven, Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner and I have been walking by sight, that I've made a mess of things, Lord, making my own decisions. Lord, that I tend to find myself in these places of wickedness before I even know it, walking by sight, and I turn from my sins. And I also understand, Lord, that I can be forgiven, that I can come back to the great country of faith in Christ that you would receive me. I understand that. And I also understand I can be forgiven because of the work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. Lord, so I invite you into my heart, into my life. I turn away from the, the paths of wickedness and I turn back to the promised land. I turn back to my call and back to you. Or perhaps I turn to you for the first time, Lord, to receive you as my Savior, that I may live for you and walk according to the power that you supply in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you prayed that prayer, you really meant it, we would love to hear about it. We'd love to know about uh, what God is doing in your life. And we want to, most importantly, be a resource for you to grow in the life of faith. Sometimes it can be hard to know what to do, what next step to take, what practices you should start incorporating now that you're walking by faith. And we want to guide you and direct you in that. So don't leave here without saying something. And if you're listening to this down the road, email me directly at sean, S-E-A-N, at calvarytucson.com, and I'd love to, to connect with you.